0: What's up everybody, I'm Gabe Myers with you today to give you an outlet for two of my biggest passions here, uh, fantasy football and sports gambling. Uh quick thank you to Russell for letting me do this here in the right on feed. Um, but yeah, so two two of the things I love, especially during the football season, um, like millions of Americans out there, I love playing fantasy football. Uh, this year only in one league, but I, you know, fantasy football, it's a, a uh, I love it. It makes the games more fun. One of the big reasons I have a um, Sunday ticket, watch all the games, watch all my players. Um, and in sports gambling, uh, something I've gotten into the last few years and has really uh, gained popularity. And there isn't that much uh, sports gambling content out there. So I want to provide that to you here. I've had a lot of success with it here the past couple of years, especially gambling on football. Um, probably It's definitely my best sport, but I love um, I love doing it and I want to help you guys make some money. Uh so yeah, this is the first episode, and I'm going to be doing this every week here on the Right On Sports feed of my uh, of Gabe's Gambling and Fantasy Football podcast. So let's start out, uh, this week we'll start out with uh, Fantasy Football. Uh, so most of y'all just did your drafts, I hope you followed my draft strategy, uh, loading up on the running backs and wide receivers, trying to get one of those top four tight ends, uh, maybe waiting on a quarterback a bit, unless, you know, if Lamar Jackson was available to you, I understand taking him, he's basically a running back playing quarterback. But, um, but yeah, really loading up on a talent at running back and wide receiver. So I want to start out, uh, i want to start out this week. Let's start positive. I want you to, I want to give you the guys I love this week. Some guys to start. Uh, so I try to go, uh, one, uh, you know, a running back, a wide receiver and a quarterback. Uh, that's, you know, as a stardom sit em type of deal. Uh, that's kind of my, uh, that's kind of how I'm going to do it. So, Let's go first. Uh, starting, uh, starting running back this week. So a guy that I think uh, you probably got him in the middle rounds, middle to late rounds of your draft. But I think is a great start this week is a 49ers running back Raheem Mostert. Um, so yeah, you probably grab Mostert. You know, probably about the tenth, eleventh round in your fantasy football draft. Uh, probably sitting on your bench right now, but. And I think some of the some of the concerns to get about him before I get into why you should start him, you know, you don't know what Kyle Shanahan is going to do with his running backs. 49ers rotate quite a bit, and I get those concerns. But last year when Mostert, about week 10, week 11, week 12, when he grabbed that starting position in the... 49ers running backs you know when he grabbed that starting position he never relinquished that uh that starting spot as the starting running back for the 49ers he got the bulk of the carries you know maybe not a third down back you know he's not going to be a PPR monster you know like a guy you know obviously not like Christian McCaffrey or even a guy like James White who can rack up you know 10 or 12 catches but he was getting a lot of yards he was getting the goal line touches you know they clearly trust him. very fast guy in that you know one cut zone blocking scheme the 49ers like to run and they're playing Arizona week one who, you know, they're fast on defense, but they're not big. They're not going to stop the run particularly well. You know the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan, they're going to they're gonna run the ball, and they're better on the offensive line this year, adding Trent Williams, you know, um, during draft week. Um, and I think Raheem Mostert's prime for, you know, 100-plus yards, you know, week one. You know, he should get a touchdown. Hopefully he gets you two, but I think he's a guy – you know running back 2 as your flex i'm actually putting him in my flex spot this week uh i think he's a guy that you should start um if you're curious about who to start as a flex or you got one good running back but maybe you don't have two I think Mostert's a great guy to put in there I think he's going to give you a lot of production here in week one and help you get off to a 1-0 start okay now let's move on to wide receiver here and this is a guy the one I'm going to tell you to start this week this is a guy you probably got really late in your uh in your fantasy football draft and that's okay uh, and I think he'll be a good pick as long as he stays healthy and he is healthy right now so I'm going to say start Deshaun Jackson uh start him week one Um, he had a very good week one against the Washington football team as they're now known last year. Um, and the Eagles, they tried to trade Alshon Jeffrey over the weekend. They didn't, they were unsuccessful. They ended up keeping him on a team. Their first round pick Jalen Rager. He's out for week one, probably the first three or four weeks of the year. But, uh, Deshaun Jackson, you know, Zach Ertz is number one target in that offense. Number two is Deshaun Jackson and he's their deep threat. And, you know, Washington, they don't really have much of a secondary. Wentz last year, hit him for two long touchdowns in week one against this Washington defense. And I think you could, you could see similar production. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to get a lot of tra- targets this week. I think he's going to get some catches. And I think he'll hit one or two long bombs for a touchdown. Um, I think Deshaun Jackson, if you're, you know, again, there's some tough matchups out there in week one. If you're unsure, you know, unsure about your flex, maybe wider receiver two, or if you're a deeper league, wider receiver or three. Um, I think Deshaun Jackson's a good sleeper start this week. If you have some uncertainty in that lineup, I think he's a guy who can now, as always with Deshaun, he, you know, High risk, high reward, but I think he's going to get the targets this week. And Wentz showed chemistry with him last year. I think the Eagles really missed that deep threat last year. That's why they drafted Jalen Rager. He's not going to be there week one, so I think Deshaun Jackson will be the beneficiary. I like him in week one to put up at least 17, 18 points. Um, And then at quarterback, uh, Josh Allen going against the New York Jets. Um, Now, I'm not going to tell you Josh Allen has improved his accuracy or that he, you know, this. Elite pocket passing quarterback, uh, but that's never what he's been. I mean, last year he was the number nine quarterback in fantasy, so he was a QB one. Um, he's going to uh, he's going up against a Jets defense that's just not very good. I mean, they lost CJ Mosley, uh, or not lost, but they, uh, he opted out. Uh, they lose Jamal Adams via trade, who was their best defensive player. Um, I think Josh Allen, you know, the Bills, they're going to have, you know, they have a creative coaching staff. They're going to have some creative things going week one. And Josh Allen likes to run around. I think he's good for a rushing touchdown here this week. And with Stephon Diggs, that wide receiving core is improved. Uh, the Jets secondary is, especially the corners. The Jets are not very good. I think Josh Allen's in for a big Week One. I think you can expect 25 points from him in Week One. And he likes to run around. He could get you, you know, 40, 50, 60 rushing yards. I think he's good for a rushing touchdown as well. I like Josh Allen. If you waited on a QB, you know, kind of the way I like to do it is, I usually try to grab two solid ones um, and platoon them. Uh, if you do something like that, now if you have Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes, absolutely start those guys because those are two studs right there. You never want to put them on the bench. But if you got two quarterbacks and you're deciding which one, if one of them's Josh Allen, I say go with Josh Allen. I think he's in for a big week in Week One. So once again, the guys I really like uh, in fantasy football Week One: uh, Raheem Mostert at running back, Deshaun Jackson at wide receiver, and I like Josh Allen at uh, I like Josh Allen at quarterback this week. I think he's in for a big week. Now let's go get a little negative here here are some guys I want to sit um so I want to start first uh, Odell Beckham Jr. against Baltimore and it has nothing to do with you know some of the rumors swirling around him on social media this week um but the Baltimore secondary is just ridiculous it's game one in the Kevin Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski, uh, my bad the Stefansky system for the Browns it's very similar to the Kubiak scheme the Texans used to run not you know pretty similar to what the 49ers run right now with Kyle Shanahan. But um Baltimore, very good secondary. It's game one in the system for Cleveland. Um and they're gonna you know, Cleveland's gonna want to run the ball. But um I think I, th- I think Odell, you gotta sit him this week. You don't know what you're gonna get from him. Uh I think he's a guy who's gonna have a bounce back year. Um, I think he could end up being, I think he could end up being a wide receiver one by the time it's all said and done this season, but I think week one against the Baltimore secondary, sit him, save him for another week, see what options you have on your bench. And if you have a decent one, I say sit Odell Beckham. I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to have, he's not going to be able to do much against that Baltimore secondary and that Baltimore pass rush. Um, Secondly, uh, it's not one player, but it's a group of players. Uh, rookie running backs, uh, specifically uh, DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, and Cam Akers. Um, you just don't know what you're getting from those guys yet. I mean, DeAndre Swift—they have Carryon Johnson already in Detroit. They signed Adrian Peterson. Is Swift getting the number? One, is he getting number one running back touches? And they're going against the Chicago defense. Uh, DeAndre Swift is so don't like that matchup for him with a very good defensive line, a suspect offensive line, and you don't know what his workload is going to be. Moving on to Jonathan Taylor, the Colts have Marlon Mack, um, and Marlon Mack's a good running back. Now he does get hurt, uh, which is part of the reason they drafted Taylor. And I think Taylor's a baller. I think he's going to have a really good year, Jonathan Taylor. But the first three four weeks of the year, he might not. You know, he might not be a number one back. I mean, I, every depth chart I've seen has had Jonathan Taylor as a number two back. Um, so I think Taylor sit this one out, despite they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are just devoid of any kind of talent. Um, I don't think Taylor's going to get much of a workload. Um, maybe The only work I can see him getting, you know, big-time work, is if, you know, the Colts are blowing him out and they put him in there late in the game and maybe can rack up some garbage time yards. But you don't know what you're getting from him yet, so if you have other options, I'd recommend sitting him. And the third guy's a guy I really like in Cam Akers uh, going, uh, with the Rams. their rookie running back, second-round pick. All these guys rookie second-round picks. But I... Uh, Cam Akers is just uh you don't know what you're getting. What are the Rams? Are they going to be pass happy against Dallas with a weak secondary? Is he getting, you know, the workload that Todd Gurley got, you know, when he was number one back a couple years ago and he was playing at a high level? Uh we don't know what we're getting yet. So, I like Cam Akers. If you drafted him, I commend you cuz I think he's going to have a I think he's going to have, you know, 1200 yards, possibly double digit touchdowns. Um, but I think this is a week to sit him, see what you have, see if the Rams uh make sure he's number one back before you start him next week and a week after. Um and then lastly, uh the quarterback, and he's my guy, but uh Tom Brady against the Saints. Um I say sit him this week if you have another option. You know, if you have if you don't have a backup quarterback, which some people do that, or if you have a suspect backup quarterback, go ahead and start him. But I think week one will not be indicative of Brady's season. Uh going to New Orleans, I mean, the crowd's not going to be involved, so that works for them, but they have a really good, they have really good defensive personnel, and this is game one in a new offense for Brady, new offense for the first time in 20 years, Um, and he's only had three offensive coordinators his whole career, it's been Charlie Weiss and Josh McDaniels, uh, Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniels again, Um, but he's been running the same, largely the same offense for 20 years, Um, now in a new offense with new weapons and They're going against a very good team with a lot of continuity. I think Brady struggles a little bit in Week 1. So if you have other options, sit him. Now, if you don't, I understand playing him. It's never a bad decision to play Tom Brady. Never a bad decision. But I think uh, this week, I think it's going to be one of his lower scoring fantasy weeks of the year uh, in Week 1 for Brady. Now, before we move on to the gambling part, I want to give you three guys on the waiver wire that that are probably on your waiver wire that I think you should look at picking up. Uh, Number one, so these are going to be two wide receivers and a tight end. Uh, Running backs, all the good running backs are on teams. Uh, That's the way fantasy football works. But you can always find wide receivers, I think. Uh, So number one guy, the number one guy that you should be looking at to pick up is Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers. He was their first-round pick out of Arizona State. I think he's going to have a better year than Debo Samuel had last year. And Debo Samuel, the second half of the season, was one of the, you know, he was a wide receiver too in fantasy. You were in a good position if you had Debo Samuel on your team. Um, I think Brandon Ayuk is really going to pop this year. Uh, I think he's going to get more touches early than what Debo Samuel got last year. And I think he's going to really pop this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets 1,000 yards. Uh, The 49ers will probably use him in the run game a little bit. Uh, They'll be creative with him with Kyle Shanahan. You know that's going to be true. Um, but I like Brandon Ayuk this year as a pop player, and he's probably on your waiver wire, and I keep an eye on him. The second guy on the waiver wire to look at, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, but Jalen Rager of the Eagles, uh, he's going to be out for the first few weeks, so maybe don't pick him up right now. But I think he's in for potentially a really big year. I think the Eagles need a deep threat. Deshaun, you know, their receiver health is always suspect. But I think if Rager gets in the lineup, I think he's going to be – He's going to be, you know, maybe the number two target behind Zach Ertz in that uh, Philadelphia offense and her Philadelphia passing attack. I think they're going to be creative with how they use him. The Eagles know they need some speed on offense, and Rager has it, you know, he's got a lot of speed. He's got that 4-3 speed out there. Um, And I think Rager's going to be very productive when he's on the field. So once he gets off the injured list, I recommend picking up Jalen Rager. I think he can do some really good things for you. And I think there's going to be a lot of injuries this year, just in the NFL in general, with a... the lack of preseason and lack of hitting in training camp, I think we're going to see some more injuries this year. Um, so, I think he's the guy to look out for. Watch out for Jalen Rager. And at number three, he's a bit of a deep sleeper, tight end, but I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, Janu Smith of the uh, Janu Smith of the Titans. Um, he's a guy. He's a guy I really like. Um, he he's very athletic, very explosive in the passing game. I mean, the Titans don't throw the ball a lot, but outside of AJ Brown, it's not like they have. You know a ton of guys collecting targets. I think John Smith is going to be used a lot in the passing game. Uh, he's had a great training camp. He can block, so the Titans are going to keep him out on the field quite a bit. And I think he could break out this year. I think uh, as a backup tight end, I think he would be. Uh, I think he'd be ideal. You know, if you have one of those top four tight ends, hopefully you do uh, Kelsey, Kittle, Ertz, and uh, Mark Andrews. Um, if you have one of those four guys, you're not really going to need a second tight end, but. I recommend, uh, or other than a bye week but I recommend picking John Jonu Smith up, seeing what he can do, and maybe he's trade bait for you as the season goes on, helps you get another good player. Um, but that wraps up our fantasy football segment. Now I want to move on to some of my favorite bets, uh, favorite bets of the week. So my, so here we go. I got every week. I'm gonna try to give you five, uh, five bets that I really like. Um, just in the week, I'll give you why I like them. Uh, but here, let's go ahead and start right now. Uh, Number one, and this is not – I'll tell you which one my favorite is. This is not my favorite. Uh, I'll give you my favorite bet every week. This is not necessarily the favorite, but the uh, number one, the one I have—the first one I have listed here is uh, the Carolina Panthers getting three points plus three at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I don't understand how a road team, Vegas, can get three points. I mean, the Raiders are terrible defensively. I mean, they're absolutely awful. Uh, the person – they have – uh, very young in the secondary. I don't think Trayvon Mullen is that good. And then they drafted Damon Arnett, who, you know, was a number two corner at Ohio State. Now he's probably their best corner uh, as a rookie. Uh, not a good sign for Vegas. I um, mean, Carolina's just a more talented team. It, I mean, they're getting three points. They're at home. They're a the more talented team. I think they're better. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the best player between either of the teams. Um, offensive line, I think the Raiders have a better offensive line. But Carolina has better wide receivers, Carolina has a better defensive line, Carolina has better linebackers, and they got better players in the secondary. Uh, I think the only advantage the Raiders have in this game is uh, is on the offensive line. I think Derek Carr and Teddy Bridgewater is probably a wash, maybe a little tilted towards Carr's favor, but probably a wash. And, you know, is John Gruden a good coach? I mean, I have serious questions about whether or not he is. I know Matt Rule's inexperienced in the NFL for Carolina, but... It's not like John Gruden's, you know, Andy Reid or Belichick or Kyle Shanahan or any of these guys. I mean, a home, a three-point home favorite. I mean, a more talented team, similar quarterbacks. Uh, I think I have the better roster, I mean, the better roster. Um, and also the Raiders, they're a West Coast team going to Carolina for a 12 o'clock start. It's 10 o'clock Pacific time out there. Team, you know, West Coast teams going to the East Coast for that 10 o'clock start time. Never works out well. My prediction: The Panthers win outright, twenty-eight, twenty-four. Panthers cover. I I really like the Panthers this week. I don't see. I think maybe Vegas is getting a little. Um, I think Vegas getting a little bit of hype here. Uh, just being in Vegas, I think people are betting the Raiders. They're betting the Raiders up. I think. Uh, I think. Car- I like Carolina this week, and it's trending up towards three and a half. So you might even be able to get them at a better number uh, here later in the week. Um, now, number two. Uh, the Bears plus three, getting three points against Detroit. Now that one's trending down towards two and a half. But it's, uh, one, Detroit's not a very good team. Uh, let's um, let's get out, that out there first. But the Bears' defense, number two years ago, when their defense was locked down, well, it's still very talented. I mean, last year they didn't have Akeem Hicks for most of the year. That did hurt them. They're getting him back. Uh, he will be in there week one. That'll be huge for them. Uh, he is a monster in the middle. Khalil Mack is still a top five player in the league top five non-quarterback at least uh he's one of the best players in the league I think people have forgotten about that he is an absolute monster they still have uh Kendall Fuller or is it Kyle Fuller I think it's Kyle Fuller uh whichever Fuller brother they have the better one at corner um very good corner and Eddie Jackson is a really really good safety I think people have forgotten about how good the Bears defense is um and I know Mitch Trubisky is a starter I don't uh I don't like Trubisky, but he can't possibly be worse than he was a year ago. And I still beat the Lions twice last year by three by more than three points. And Matt Nagy's a creative coach. Uh, he should have some tricks in the bag week one. He's a creative offensive coach. Remember two years ago when they were really, really good. They had a lot of smoke and mirrors in that offense. I think we'll see some of that once again. Um, and Detroit, again, they're not a very good football team. Uh, I think Stafford. Uh, he, Stafford's definitely a better quarterback than Trubisky. But with uh, with Chicago, I get the better offensive line, I get the better defense overall, and I get the better coach, and I'm getting three points. I think the Bears win this one outright, but they're definitely going to cover. I'm going to say 20 to 17 Bears, but you're getting three points. And you get the better defense and the better coach. Against a team that's not very good, um, so I'm going to say the Bears plus three. I say they win 20 to 17 outright, but I think they definitely cover that plus three, although it is trending down to two and a half. Now, up next, we have the L.A. Chargers. I keep wanting to call them San Diego, but they're the Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Cincinnati, getting, you know, they're favored by three. Uh, So, Chargers minus three, and it is trending up towards three and a half. Um, Typically, I don't like taking road favorites. Um, Chargers a three-point road favorite, but, you know, Joe Burrow's first game against that L.A. pass rush with... Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram, you know, and that's a really good secondary in LA too. Despite losing Derwin James, they still have Chris Harris, they have Desmond King, they have Casey Hayward, those are some great corners, so Burrow's not going to have a ton of guys open, and he's going to be getting rushed quite a bit. Um, And the Bengals are just not a good team. Um, I'm not a believer in Joe Burrow, but even if you are, let's say you think he is the next Peyton Manning, Um, the Bengals, they don't have a good offensive line. Uh, A.J. Green, their number one receiver, is playing his first game in two years. Um, Zach Taylor, he's not a good coach. Uh, the Bengals don't have very good defensive players. Um, they, I don't think they're that improved. Out And how much better is Joe Burrow than Andy Dalton? I'm not saying Burrow will never be, Dal- be better than Dalton in his career, but I'm saying right now, this moment, how much better is he than Andy Dalton? Plus, he's had no preseason game, so this is his first... Live action snaps against that LA pass rush with that secondary, he's not going to have open receivers. Uh, I think he's even if he is really really good, which he has the potential to be, he's going to struggle early on. And the Chargers have a really good defense, even without Derwin James. They just have a very talented roster overall. The Chargers have so much more talent. I would say they win twenty four to fourteen pretty comfortably, covering that minus three. Uh, I think the Bengals are just not a very good team. Uh, I think uh, they're not going to win very many games this year. Uh, up next this one's my favorite game of the week I love the Rams getting three points at home against the Dallas Cowboys now this one doesn't make sense to me and usually I have a rule if the line doesn't make sense Uh, Vegas knows something you don't but the Cowboys are consistently bet up because there are so many Cowboys fans out there so their fans bet on them so the line goes up that's how it works Um, and there's a lot of hype around this Cowboys team Mike McCarthy and CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, I mean, just the Cowboys are always going to receive a lot of hype. So they are going to, you know, they are going to be bet up. It happens every year. Uh, but the Rams were 9-7 and seven last year, and they're the home team. And they're getting three points against a team that went 8-8 eight and eight last year. Um, and it's a new system for Dallas. They're probably going to start slow offensively because they haven't had the time together Uh, on the field and remember Dak Prescott he missed uh, he met he didn't go he didn't do OTAs he he was holding out for a new contract which he ultimately didn't get but he missed a lot of time so he was playing catch-up once training camp started Um, and one thing I love especially early in this season is teams with a lot of continuity Um, I love teams with the continuity and Dallas they are getting um, or not Dallas I'm sorry the Rams they return Sean McVay They return Jared Goff. They do get a new running back, but you can plug and play running backs. They're returning their offensive line. They're returning Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Um, They're returning Tyler Higby. A lot of continuity on that offense. Dallas, a lot of moving pieces. A brand new coaching staff outside of uh, Kellen Moore. Brand new defensive scheme. Brand new offensive scheme. New players on defense. You know, new offensive linemen in there. Uh, Man, I like... I really like the Rams, plus three here. I think they're. I think the Rams are going to start fast. And remember, Dallas, they're replacing Ta- Travis Frederick, their starting center, who's, who, who retired in the offseason. Connor Williams, their starting left guard, probably not playing in week one. And their starting right tackle, Lyle Collins, he is out for the early part of the season, definitely week one. Three of their five starting offensive linemen from a year ago won't be in there, going against Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers and Samson Abukam. That is bad news. I like the Rams to win outright, 31-27. I think Dallas keeps it close, but I think the Rams getting three points is pretty ridiculous here. Take the easy money. Take the Rams. That's my favorite bet of the week. And then lastly, it's a little tough. They just lost probably their best player, but I do like the Broncos plus 2.5 against the Titans. I like them to win this game before Vaughn went out. It was a pick'em, Uh so the Lions moved 2.5 points since uh, Vaughn Miller going out. But even without Vaughn Miller think what people don't understand is that last year Denver they didn't have Bradley Chubb, so they were playing without one of their elite edge rushers they're getting Bradley Chubb back now they're losing Von Miller but they're adding Jarrell Casey they add AJ Boye in the secondary and it's year two in the Vic Fangio defense this defense is going to be better than they were a year ago even without Von Miller and then um, and then on offense Drew Locke with all these weapons a lot of toys to play with here and the continuity on that offense, having Drew Locke coming back. They still have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. They do have Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant. And now they've added Melvin Gordon, who I'm not a huge fan of him in fantasy this year necessarily, but he is a very good player. Jerry Judy, who I think was the best receiver in the draft. He's now uh, he's now in that Denver receiving corps and should be very, very good. And the Titans, I think they're getting a little overblown here to go on the road getting two and a half points. I mean, I'm getting a home underdog. I love it. I love it. And then the other thing is, the Broncos are ridiculous at home in September. They're 6-2-1 and against the spread since 2016. That's since Peyton Manning retired. That's with you know world leaders at quarterbacks such as Trevor Simeon and Joe Flacco. And I think Paxton Lynch started a game at one point. I mean, in September, the Broncos are great at home. Why is that? Altitude. Early in the season, teams are not ready for the altitude. Maybe not quite in game shape. And in a weird season like this, you're really not going to be in that great game shape that... Uh, that you will be probably by week eight or even by week five. I think altitude does play a factor. I think the Broncos went a close one, 21 covering that plus two and a half, although it is trending down to two. So, yeah, those are my five bets of the week going through them again. I got I love Carolina, plus three against Oakland. I like the Bears, plus three at Detroit. The Chargers minus three in Cincinnati. I'm taking a road favorite there. I usually don't do that, but I think the Chargers have just such a better team. And it's a Cincinnati's very young, very green. I think they're going to struggle early on. Favorite bet of the week is Rams plus three, a home underdog that with a winning record against the Dallas Cowboys. And then the Broncos, plus two and a half against the Titans. Uh, even without Von Miller, I think the Broncos get it done in week one. So yeah, those are my favorite bets of the week. Thank you for tuning in to the inaugural edition of, Ga- of my uh, Fantasy Football and Gambling podcast. Can't wait to see how we do this week and where we go from here. All right, see you later.